Welcome to Voice of the Parrot. I'm your host, Shasta Ray, and I am joined in the studio today by Zoltan, the podcast bird, as well as Aggie and Cricket, and today is a focus on Moose Moose! Oh my gosh, it's Moose Moose in the meet and greet series today. Yes, Moose Moose, and she lives up to her bizarre name. Trust me, her personality is as weird as you would imagine <laughs> a name like Moose Moose. Oh my gosh, where do we start with Moose Moose? So in our last exciting episode in the meet and greet series, we talked about my impromptu purchase of Cricket, the little madman himself, and it sounds like they're over there chirping. I have them all across the room right now, and I moved the play stand over there so that they were all, all four of them, kind of easier to flap around amongst themselves without much drama. And they have some seed, and there's plenty of space that way. They all have perches close to each other. So they're hanging out. They're going to get happy. They might start chirping here. We'll see. And I hope my microphone picks it up. I have, I've had to also do a little bit different microphone setup. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, yeah, this is the Moose Moose episode. I, I've had a little bit of... Um, microphone drama and recording equipment drama and editing sound drama with this podcast. So I'm starting to kind of learn the ropes all over again. And oh, oh, well, right there, that music says it all. Uh, newsflash, I guess we'll just include that news in with the newsflash. That, that's our newsflash music. That's carrying over from the other podcast. This is great. Okay. So I guess before we get started with the Moose Moose episode, I'm recording these a little bit in advance as we do this. So probably by the time this publishes, we'll be a couple of weeks in to the effort. But I am starting to get this podcast out there and listed with the various podcast directories or phone apps, if you will. So if you have a favorite phone app, you might want to just keep checking back until we appear. I think there's a way to request podcasts. I'm not sure. But if you do not see this podcast showing up in your favorite app, send me an email at voiceoftheparrot at gmail.com. Let me know who you are and what app you're trying to figure out with my podcast. And sometimes I can get listed on my end a lot quicker. There's ways to do that. And I just send them the RSS feed and everything's good. So right now, as it stands, as I record this, hopefully by the time it publishes, some of these will be in effect. Apple Podcasts, it takes just a little bit to get approved and all of that good stuff. So I have applied for Apple Podcasts. It can take up to a month, I think, for them to get back to people. I'm in Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can look for me on Amazon in their Audible section for podcast listening. I don't think I've heard back from them yet. And some of these I've heard back from, but I forget which ones. So I'll just list them off. And if it's one of your favorites, you can check there and just keep checking back soon. Tune in plus Alexa, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, Samsung, Podchaser, and Boomplay. Now, for anyone out there that just happens to like the same app I like, I use one called DoublePod. 
So if you're on Android technology, smartphone technology, whatever, you can just go to your Play Store and look for DoublePod. And I think they are the smartphone version of Apple Podcasts, or they piggyback off of them, or something, question mark. I am not listed there yet, but I will be. So as soon as Apple recognizes me, I should be in that one. I like that one because it's very easy to use and very easy to navigate. The only downside with that one is it does not display show notes very well for anybody So that's the only downside. But yeah, check back with your favorite apps. And here again, if you've got a favorite app that you would like to hear me on, just send me an email, voiceoftheparrot at gmail.com, and let me know what that app is. And I will look it up and see if I can get myself on there for you. Now, last but not least, I am also on the Podbean app. I am hosting this podcast with Podbean and... There has been a a few questions with some of my friends out there that I sent links to, and they do things different. I use a different podcast company with my other podcast, and I did not realize there was such a vast difference in host sites. So let me tell you a little bit about Podbean. Now, they have their own app, and I think you can just look that up, or you can go to podbean.com and probably download their app there, and... It will freak you out at first. I'm not going to lie. They're going to ask you for email address, uh, email information, as well as your credit card information. You do not have to give them any credit card information. You can bypass that screen. It is not necessary. Do not let it freak you out. And I think on another cell phone, a friend's cell phone, we were able to bypass the email screen also, but I don't remember how we did that play with it a little bit. I think you can just use your back button or something. But it makes it handy to log in if you just link it up to your Gmail like everything else does these days. At any rate, the Podbean app, the reason they ask for the credit card information is because they have a feature where you can monetize your podcast through them and do the paid extra content. And they kind of do a play on Patreon. It's not the same as Patreon the brand website that everyone's familiar with these days. It's called Patron, their Patron program, and it works a lot the same like Patreon. So if I were to choose to do something like that, you would have to be downloaded to that particular app and play into that particular brand. So I have decided I will not be doing things that way because I think it is too exclusive and I think it is too narrow. And uh, it's it's a good feature. It's a good feature. If I decide to monetize like that later on, I will either do it through the YouTube channel and have paid content there, or I will just do a Patreon and keep it very low so it's more like a tip. But I also have a Buy Me a Coffee account. So if you go to voiceoftheparrot.com, right there on the homepage, it says listen. That one will take you to the uh, listen website that I've set up. And right under that, it says support the show. And that'll take you to my buy me a coffee page. And everyone's pretty familiar with buy me a coffee these days. So that's why I chose that one. Um, All right. So anyone out there that has experienced Podbean and freaked out here again, it's not a bad player. It really isn't. I downloaded it onto my phone. I listen to some podcasts that way. Sometimes they display the show notes really well. 
And if you do find a podcast that you really want to support or you really want that paid content, there you go. They also have a feature where you can do live stream on your podcast. And I'm not sure with my host plan if I'm going to be able to do that. So it might be that I do live streams on Facebook or on YouTube on occasion. So we'll see what happens with that. Here again, 55 years old, still learning the ropes, still learning all this social media connect up junk. Oh my gosh. So let's just take a second to talk about the next news item we have while we are on the topic of social media and being out of the swing of things. When did this happen? Does anyone know when this happened? I had my other podcast going. I was all jazzed up because when you opened up a page for your podcast, Facebook added a podcast player and you could link up your podcast to Facebook, to your Facebook page, and people could just go to your page and listen to your podcast there, right? They stopped doing that about as quick as they started. So I was going nuts one day trying to figure out how in the heck to set this up. So I had my podcast go, oh, they stopped it. It's not even going anymore. So I did mention that a while back. I may have mentioned it in the trailer even. I'm not sure. But if, um, if I did, the only way you can listen off of Facebook now is just to go like the page and follow that page. Every week that I publish, every time I publish an episode, there is a link that posts to my Facebook page for Voice of the Parrot. And for all of you Facebook junkies out there, I think you can just do a search for Voice of the Parrot or facebook.com slash voice of the parrot. If you're into Twitter, every time I have a podcast episode published, there is a link that publishes to the Twitter feed, and that is twitter.com slash theparrotpodcast. I was limited on characters. I also have an Instagram, which I can't remember which of those formats that follows. I also have a TikTok and, of course, YouTube. So if you want the easy way, go to the website, voiceoftheparrot.com, and all of my social links are right there with the exception of TikTok. My particular host site for my website does not have a way to link up my TikTok yet, so I'm working on that. Those are some of your options on listening in. Pick your poison, whatever's best for you. I am campaigning right now. If you are a YouTube junkie, please subscribe. As soon as I get 500 subscribers, oh my gosh, it will help pay for some of the expenses automatically because YouTube changed how they do things for creators, so you don't have to get quite as many subscribers to start getting in on a little slice of the pie with the ads, which they add anyway, so that you're going to deal with the ads regardless. I may as well get paid for it, and then it helps take care of some of my operating expenses. That all helps. It all goes to the good cause, so I can be here every time, um, sometimes more than once a week, I hope. So let's get back to Moose Moose. Who is Moose Moose and why is she a Moose Moose? Like, what is this about? And why did you name your bird that? Oh my gosh. Moose Moose is the only English budgie in my flock. Oh, and now uh, Aggie is picking on Zoltan. So Zoltan may be coming over here pretty soon. We'll see if she pushes him off the perch. <laughs> uh those hens boy they can get they can get weird uh bossy bossy little sassy things and aggie she is the tiniest one of the flock and she is as bossy as moose 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 is pretty bossy though moose moose is also a hen she was supposed to have been a boy 
And if you go back on my YouTube channel to some of my earlier videos when I first got Moose Moose, I'm referring to her as a he constantly. And um, I'd sent some money to the breeder for when a yellow bird came of maturity and ready to ship out. And we talked for quite a while and she had a yellow male on the way and Moose looked male. And for all intents and purposes, this is a pretty good breeder. She has been doing English budgies for a while. She is familiar with the species. She is familiar with the, the gender identification process visually. And Moose Moose looked like a boy. Moose Moose showed up with a little pink nose, typical of males. And here again, I had paid in advance. And like I said last time, I just got cricket, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? I, I already paid for a bird. Then it turns out Cricky was just naturally tame. Oh my gosh, he's so wonderful. He's sitting over there looking all cute next to Moose Moose, and here comes Moose Moose. So the day came that she got shipped to me, and she she was sent through the U.S. Postal Service. They actually have a pretty good live shipment program. They're very responsible. They do understand that exotic pets get shipped that way, and they work with you. If you work with your branch the day before, give them your name and phone number. Make sure they have your contact information. Your contact information will be on the shipment box, and if they know what to expect, they will keep an eye out. They'll let everyone in the back know. They treat your box like a million dollars. They really do. The, the it, I think it's kind of fun for the workers to see exotic little fun animals come through and they treat them pretty good and they have a special shelf usually in the back and they're in the air conditioning or in the warm air if it's you know cold outside whatever the case is so anyhow I go and pick up Moose Moose I got the call that she had arrived and she'd been sent next day air and her breeder put a good deal of seeds in there with her uh, some bedding for her to kind of feel comfortable with. I think it was shredded paper or something. And she had a little flat plastic dish with water in it that had a lot of paper toweling, so it couldn't really spill, but there was the moisture there and a good amount of fresh apple so that if she did need to find her way to some moisture, she had moist food, she had dry food, she had a water source, and she was packaged very well and was handled very well. I was very happy with that. So I wanted to mention that in some of the Facebook groups I've been in, people panic when it comes to the U.S. Postal Service. And I will say that if you are in a remote small town, it may not be the best option because sometimes even next day air will take an extra day. So you have to be very mindful of that and the time of year and everything. And that actually did happen with Moose Moose. It took an extra day because I'm in a tiny little itty bitty town. So she was on the road for 40, just under 48 hours. But here again, she was packaged very well and she was handled very well. She was kept upright so nothing fell apart in her water dish or anything in that direction. And the containers they put them in are a nice size cardboard like it, it's almost like a, a pet carrier um, but cardboard and there's air holes and there's screen and everything I did purchase a pigeon once from a pigeon breeder 
and the pigeon was sent to me in one of these boxes and it, it was fine. And that's why I didn't really worry about Moose Moose this time around. <laughs> so anyway, she arrived and I was so anxious. I got her home and I was just on pins and needles waiting for the post office and they knew it and they called and I was down there. I live a mile away from my post office. So I was there and got her on the front seat and I'm kind of peering in through the air holes and the screen and she's just chattering at me. She's doing that scolding noise that they make, the irritation noise. And I was kind of giddy about it. So I get home and I open the box up and I've got this glorious moment that my sweet little hand-tamed English budgie baby arrived and oh my gosh, she was chattering at me and she was upset and she was worked up and I was not what you would think. You would think that I would have been in a position to release the bird from her torturous environment that was so stressful. And I rescued her from the box and, you know, the glorious cinematic um, noise and, you know, moment and all that. And it would endear me to her because I got her out of her plight of the box. Oh, no, not moose moose. No, no, no. She blamed me for her plight in the box. I was blamed for that. It wasn't that the person that raised her stuffed her in a box and got rid of her, and I rescued her from this terrible situation that, you know, from her perception it had to have been. No, she blamed me for being in there in the first place, so I don't know. She's a smart one. And thus started my relationship with Moose Moose. I have been in love with her little tiny bold soul ever since. She is just amazing. She started acting weird right off the bat. Uh, nine o'clock at night would roll around and she turned into a werewolf. She was trying to bite and she her personality it was like a light switch. You get nearer, she was trying to chatter and bite and scold you and pissy. Oh my gosh, it was cute. But it was like, what is going on with you? You were a sweetheart five minutes ago. And then her nose started changing colors. And it would go from being pink one day, like what's typical for a budgy male, young bird, to being white and blue the next, which is typical for a female bird. And then it would be pink. And then it was pink for a few days. And then suddenly it would kind of look a little whitish and not so pink. But then it would be pink. And then it would be whitish. <laughs> and, and it just went on like that until all of a sudden one day it looked radically different. And within a couple of days it was brown. <laughs> then I knew. Uh, she was territorial every night because, I don't know, she's a hen, I guess, um... But she is larger than life. She is a little bit bigger than all the regular little pet shop budgies. And she, she's almost solid yellow. She's pied and has some green splotches on her. And then she's got very, very, very scattered, I guess, dilute markings. So where a normal budgie would have the black on the wings and the stripes, the barring on the head and around the face... She has very, very, very light gray, and on her wings, it's very, very sparse. And a little bit of it is broken around her face, the barring. Here again, very, very light gray where it does occur. A lot of green. And her little cheek patches started out blue, but as she hit more of a closer to maturity and started getting hormonal and everything, they developed this white, like, frost on them. So she, her little cheek patches are blue and white, 
and it is really a cute thing. And I don't know if you're familiar with English budgies, but the way their feathers are formed around their eyes, it makes them look angry all the time. They just look like they are throwing you attitude constantly. It makes their little eyes look cross. Oh my gosh, they just look pissed off. And her personality is just crazy. She is acrobatic. She does crazy stuff in and out of the cage. She plays with toys. When I get lettuce out or greens out, she is on a mission to just tear them up with a vengeance. Oh my gosh, she is so funny. And she chases the boys around. If there's a new flock member, i.e. Mike, who came in after her, she would darn near hold him down trying to feed him. It was the funniest thing. She got very aggressive on the boys. And especially as she kept uh, nearing maturity, it just kept getting worse. It seems like when she was young, like prior to maturity, she would just chase the boys around and uh, try to feed them. And then now she chases them away from the food dish. She's really territorial and she's a little pill that way. And when she was weaned and ready to send to her new home, she acted weird. And then just as she's kind of matured, she's acted weirder and weirder and weirder. Oh my gosh. I don't know if this is typical for hens or if it's just I got one with a lot of personality bursting out of her. I told her breeder, I was like, Moose Moose is not a little ray of sunshine. She's more like when you stare directly at the sun and it burns your retinas. <laughs> she is just that bright and that animated and that over-the-top crazy. Oh my gosh. And her personality is nutty. Like she gets really determined uh, to eat my phone and she has her own little style of playing with toys that is just to die for. And when she's bored, she does these weird acrobatics where she hangs upside down by her feet, but her body's upright. So her like feet are going out and up over her body. She like twists and contorts herself and she does it for fun. I don't know why she does this. She is just the funniest little bird that way. And the way she expresses herself has not really changed at all from the day I opened that box. It doesn't matter what mood she is in. I am like some sort of weird safe little haven for expressing herself. If she is irritated, she bites me. If she is happy, she bites me. If Moose Moose is overstimulated because she's watching videos on my phone, and yes, this happens, she will get mad at me because she can't get to the bird on the other side of the screen, and she'll bite me for that. So she's very expressive, and it's never like full-on aggression, uh, meanness. It's more like that's how she expresses her emotions, and it doesn't matter what emotion it is. She just nibbles on me and bites me and gets silly. Sometimes she sings, and she uses this squeaky little chipmunk kind of chatter, and she'll sing for me sometimes, but it's usually I have to take her in the other room and be hanging out with her by myself. Sometimes she just wants attention, and that's how she shows affection towards me. And it's the only time I hear her make that noise. Anyway, one thing I didn't say is how Moose Moose got her name. Well, I knew I was getting an English budgie, and I knew that they're just a little bit bigger than the average budgie. So, Moose made sense, and I named her after Moose from the Archie comic books. 
Um, there's a character named Moose Mason. So I thought, you know, Moose Mason probably never has many pets named after him. Well, after Moose arrived, I don't know why I just started calling her Moose Moose. It just came out that way. And I feel that Moose Moose is more feminine than Moose, really. So maybe part of my deep psyche was picking up on that. I'm not sure. But at any rate, her name quickly went from Moose to Moose Moose. And I am I am telling you, as bizarre of a name as that is for a little budgie, it fits her to a T. She lives up to the name. She animates the name. And every day is something new with her. Oh my gosh, she is just so sweet and so lovable and such a little ornery thing. Holy cow, she's always getting in trouble. And I kind of compare her to like Miss Piggy. She's the Miss Piggy of all of my birds. She's big, she's blonde, she's beautiful, and she is about as obnoxious as it gets, and she's all about moose moose. It's all about moose moose. And one of the funniest things she actually does to all the other birds is if she sees someone enjoying something, maybe some bird seed or chop or millet or something, she has to go chase them away from it and then stomp on it, and she stands on it and eats it. If they're playing with a toy, she has to chase them away, and then she takes their toys away from them. <laughs> so she is quite the funny little girl. And anytime I let her in Zoltan's cage or I see her in Zoltan's cage, I leave their cages open so they can run around and go wherever they want through the day. Usually they hang out and play with toys and stuff in the cages. She trashes Zoltan's cage every time. Every time she makes a mess. And only his cage. She doesn't do it to anyone else's. So they do have their funny little personality quirks that they do. They have their funny little habits that they get into. And they all have their own little quirks that make them truly unique and truly special. And the one thing I want to emphasize with Moose Moose is I could have been all pissed off. You know, I could have been like, I ordered a boy bird and I got a hen. Sometimes you got to embrace those happy little mistakes when they happen. The reason I didn't really want female budgies at all is because I worry about egg binding. And then I really don't want any reproductive action going on in my flock. I just don't want to worry about it that much. And with the boys, I wanted more singing. So what happened was I got a female English budgie that sings all day long just the same as the boys. She doesn't talk, but she sure is vocal and oh my gosh, her personality is to die for. I wouldn't change a thing with her. So sometimes when you buy a pet bird, part of the reason I wanted to talk about her is that you're going to have these surprises happen. You're going to have, oops, I got this gender. I wanted that gender. Oh, I thought it was this. It turned out to be that. Embrace it. You may end up with your dream bird and you didn't plan it that way, but all things happen for a reason. And I assure you, if you are into that bird, you did your homework, you got it for the right reasons, and you welcomed it into your home, whatever bird you get is going to be meant to be, and it'll be special designed just for you. It just seems that the, it works out that way, especially when your heart is big enough to love a tiny little bird or a big bird. Oh my gosh, it's always meant to be. So take that with you this time. I will catch you next time when we have Mike the Rescue Bird. Have a good one, everyone. Bye-bye.